0: Okay, so welcome Colin and um, to No Excuses, Real Inspiration with Scott Marshall. So this is podcast number seven. So the numbers are growing. So for the viewers, could you just briefly introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, my name's Colin Fisher. I'm a PJ Pro based at the Great Western Golf. Um PJ Pro since 1998. I was fully really qualified. Um so yeah, pretty much half a lifetime ago.
0: <laughs> so, uh, before we start, how's your day been? Have you anything exciting on?
1: Just a busy one. We was at a um, day off today, so I was at the gym first thing. Uh, eight o'clock first thing. It might not be first thing for some folks, but it was certainly. <laughs> great. Uh, nah, good. Just doing some chores around about the house really. So it's been a pretty busy one so far. So good to to chill out and sit down very well and chat to yourself.
0: Yeah, good. Uh, no, I really appreciate you coming on today, Colin, especially on your day off as well. Um, so we're going to talk about your fitness journey, where it all began. So we're going to go back to your school years, <laughs> and okay. primary school um, and then into secondary. So what kind of sport did you play back then? To be honest, pretty much everything. Um, I mean, we obviously football was the main one. Um, as a
1: kid in the West of Scotland, everyone kicked the ball about. So that was... Yeah. That was the main sport, but we played everything, really. We, I had two brothers, uh, an older brother and a younger brother. And so me and my older brother and my mates would just play sport all day, every day, really. So um, it was you know, down at school early at Castle Primary, kicking a ball around before the bell went to go in. Lunch, break, same thing. Um, and then days off was either playing football or something else. So we even had, um, in our bedroom, we had a pool table a dartboard, so <laughs> there's always something going on, um, yeah, I did. and then we even even staff stuff like playing bowls, you know, with a, a golf ball as the jack and tennis yeah, balls. Yeah. Cool. So, just anything to kind of while away time, really. We, we pretty much did everything, um, yeah, up at the, up at the park, playing cricket as well, you know, yeah. every single sport going.
0: So, at what age did you get into golf?
1: Uh, joined a club at 10, and weirdly, I only joined the club. My older brother was was trying to join a club where his pals were and in those days there was a a waiting list so it was a waiting list the club he wanted to join but we were literally right across the road from another club where's the end golf club yeah so mum and dad said well listen do you want to join as well you may as well and I went not really into golf and funnily enough and then she went listen you may as well join because it's not that expensive and it'll give you something else to do. So I joined at 10 but never really Dabbled a little bit, just kind of messed it around, but only so much as, as we played every other sport. um, And then, really, probably by the time I got to 14 or 15, I really started getting into it. Uh, but never, because I didn't have parents, didn't play, my older brother stopped yeah. playing by that stage. None of my mates were seriously good. So, we didn't really play in a huge amount of tournaments at away, So, it was mostly just fuck off really until, until maybe 16, 17. Yeah, and um, I played, my, you know, Scottish boys that sort of thing. A few local events, but still, still nothing really far flung at all. So it's pretty late to the to the party in that regard.
0: Yeah, um, but no, are you are you glad you've you've stuck at golf anyway? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I working. Yeah. Um, so if you were, you know, growing up, so if it wasn't to be golf, would it have been football? Then would that have been your your thing?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think everyone. All my pals want to be football players, and I think looking back now, I was seriously fast, um, but probably didn't have much game awareness. I wouldn't, I wouldn't guess um, tactically, probably not much of a clue, um, and probably mentality wise, I, I suppose really you knew you knew how to get into it. I didn't really push myself forward for another. Yeah. So we just played and expected some scout to come and watch and pick you off somewhere, but. No, never really never happened. And to be honest, that you know, probably golf in terms of longevity of career and, and making a, a lifelong living out of the game, then that was a far better option, maybe to be fair.
0: Yeah. So um even growing up or now, um, who's your role model or inspiration in life? and um, who's pushed you on and you know, give you the that we push?
1: Um you know, I, I don't know if anyone really gave me push so much. I mean, there's, obviously growing up, we had, you know, in the golf side of things, had idols, um, so Greg Norman, Magic, Ian Stewart loved him as well, Teddy. There were so many players that found inspirational, or, or at least inspired me to play, keep playing, purely from a, I don't know, maybe it's like creativity, the charisma, uh, the style they played with, personality. So that that was really what, inspired me as a, as a young kid um, and yeah. now i guess i'm more inspired by players or people's or ethnic stories really to what was on behind the scenes yeah i think as a kid you would watch players and go yeah brilliant player really love this guy for skills and tricks or whatever um but didn't really know anything about the person themselves um and so now I mean, those guys we had a high performance symposium at to Sterling Fury a well while back and there's a guy that's, you know speaker guy that did all the it, closing closing um,
2: uh, closing closing seminar there's a guy called David Smith MBE I
1: don't know if you've come across him
0: yeah no not yet no
1: it's An unbelievable guy um, you know his story if you, you know, go, and, go and look him up check out his story but Paralympic athlete Um, um born with tough feet and he just chatted through his kind of life journey really from being desperate to be an Olympic athlete, um trying to be a track athlete but he broke his shins in countless places going around around the track. So yeah. the stress he was putting on his on his legs from his you know, his first Um so then he thought well I can't can't be a, a track athlete. Just go then he went further down the line, just, um Olympic Ireland medal winner, um, and he's outside cycling as well. So he's also he's also got a rare tumor. So he's had countless spot for uh, for this tumor and his spine, and just I mean, really humble, humble guy. But honestly, there wasn't a dry in the house. The guy was just a total Yeah, to um, I think that you know now looking at whether it's athletes or just people in general, the story behind. Me, how they get the way they get to is quite the inspiration and what they're actually doing at that given time themselves. Because there are millions of top athletes, but what makes people go through um, adversity, come out the other end, and get stronger and stronger, still uh, still makes that pinnacle incredible.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's good, uh, Colin. Colin, you were breaking up a wee bit there, so if I could ask you just yeah. to sit a wee bit closer to your um, perfect some man, but no, I, I did catch most of it um, there. Um, so, tell me about a, a normal day for Colin Fisher. Um, your, your fitness routine, you know, if you were working, what would you be going through?
1: Yeah, fitness routine. Um, I mean, I go to the gym three times a week. Um, so, I usually go Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So, Monday, first thing, I'm in the gym early doors before I go to work. Um, so, I literally do. I don't really do much cardio because I'm running about most of the time. To be fair, yeah, um, all day, every day, um, and my days off, I'm out. Whether it's you know out walking, out in the bike, yeah, as well. Um, so I do plenty of physical activity that way. But um, I just do a lot of just general strength work. So legs, arms, chest, back, yeah, and shoulders that thing. So I don't. I don't have a, a major routine as such. But uh, yeah, I mean, three, three times a week, but. Um,
0: it's just general stuff, it's not, not anything yeah. really specific. Okay, so how would you describe your um, fitness levels now compared, so we would go compare it pre-Covid to post-Covid, would you say you're in a better state of uh, fitness now than you were before Covid?
1: Um, no, probably the same, to be honest. I mean, yeah. even you know, during, the, during the lockdown, I was still out, Probably doing more cardio stuff out and about. Obviously, the gyms were shut. I don't yeah. have any equipment at home. So I was doing press-ups, sit-ups at home. But out walking, out in the bike, you know, running, that sort of thing. So probably, probably similar, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, different in in respect of um, what I was doing was more cardio-based and strength-based. But, yeah, pretty decent, I think. Probably if I had to go for a long run, which I was never brilliant at, I was always a sprinter. And, high speed stuff as a kid so if it was to go for a long run my lungs would be burning that's for sure
0: Uh, (laughs) okay um right so a wee bit of light-hearted here so if if you're going to the gym what's your your favorite type of jam what's some music to get you going
1: okay good one I mean I
0: actually I
1: don't actually shove the iPod in anymore just whatever's on at the gym but it's usually micro, to be honest. It's, it's a So I just kind of zone out and get my thing done. But
2: it's
1: funny, I mean, I'm big into music, so the iPod's pretty eclectic, to be honest. You know, everything from sort of rock, pop, indie, cricket, hip-hop, all sorts of stuff on there. Um, but but when I was playing tournaments, I used to have a, a collection of CDs in the, in the car that were going to help me get into my sort of chilled-out performance yeah. state. Um, so there's all the stuff that I had... To, Five or six CDs that we kind of listen to, uh, yeah. to from events and stuff. But um, in the gym, I just put spots on. To be honest, I don't.
0: Yeah, I don't. Okay. So, to, so uh, if you were say you were travelling to a competition, what what would be the one track that gets you going for for that competition?
1: Well, weirdly, actually, I, I go quite the opposite. Um, I go super chilled. Right. Like, okay. From, from performance state side of things. Yeah. Um, as a kid, again, I was always 100 miles an hour. Everything was rapid fire, fast as possible. But for, for golf, I found that when I got almost lethargic, before tournaments, I performed my best. Okay. So it was all really chilled out stuff, like the Eagles, you know, proper, proper there, okay. stuff. Stuff like yeah. of that was in the car. Um, Travelling to a tournament for practice rounds, it'd be crazy, anything from Black crows. Um, Red Hot Chili Peppers all, all sorts of stuff
0: yeah, aye.
1: yeah millions of millions of different stuff ah
0: no, good and then if you, you had a worse type of music what would that be?
1: techno stuff is techno. Awful. <laughs> honestly it's so bad so, it's
0: so I bad. the stuff that's on at the gym
1: <laughs> yeah some, sometimes yeah sometimes sometimes just I don't even know it's a, it's a pretty weird mix that they put on and depends who the staff members are they'll put on different stuff but yeah it's never really my bag you
0: yeah. <laughs> You may have put that a wee card in and recommend the Eagles.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, do you know when I when I go to the gym, it's mostly the old retired lot, so they'd be right up, up for that, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> okay, so um, if you can tell me what's your biggest achievement within your fitness journey, your golf life? Um, I guess I mean I, I played played in a
1: European Tour event, which was pretty pretty special. Um. I got in it through uh, I finished sixth in the Scottish PGA which as a top assistant pro at that time uh, I think all the other guys ahead uh, of me who finished were guys who are either current or, or past European tour players so yeah. they were already in the event which is, so I kind of, unbeknown to me I didn't even know a space was up for grabs so um, I played in the, the Johnny Walker the PGA Championship at the Eagles in 2001 which is brilliant yeah. Yeah. That, was, that was certainly the biggest event I played in a, in a fairly massive learning curve in terms of understanding um, how to how to operate at a level outside my comfort zone. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, good. And then, so moving on from there, um, so you've had your biggest achievement there. So what's the biggest compliment you've had within golf? Um,
2: that's a really good one. I, I have absolutely no idea. Or, um, or within your fitness journey? Uh, I
1: guess, um, I, I, you know, that's a really good question. I, I, <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever said, you're you're, you're really good at this or that and the other. I suppose somebody sold me I looked only 40 the other day. That was quite a pretty good one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I can't
0: think of anything totally okay. we, we can come back to that if you want. Well, we'll come back to that at the end. Yeah, okay. So, what's uh, what's your bad habits that you have in, when you're out golfing and uh, in the gym?
1: Um, in the gym, really no bad habits because I just shove the phone in the, in the locker. Don't even bother taking up there. Yeah. Uh, and I just kind of get the head down and get, get wired in because there's rather not be there having a the bladder for. Um, yeah.
2: Um,
1: but I'm playing golf now. Um. I guess now, really, probably not not, not necessarily playing as much as I would like. And then when I, when I do play, it's usually squeezed in between other things. So I don't, when I'm playing competitively, I'll do a proper preparation. But I'm mm-hmm. playing just a bounce game with my neighbours or my friends or whatever, then I wouldn't prepare as well as normal. That's, that's probably a bad habit, I guess. But when it's competitive, it's always total, proper preparation.
0: Yeah, good. And then if I was to say to you, you're training in the gym today, Colin. What's your favourite exercise? Um,
1: crikey, Is there such a thing? Um, I certainly. There's a couple that I I probably dislike. Okay. They're certainly doing stuff with the glutes. But, you know when you finish doing a, a kind of leg and glute day, trying to walk down the stairs is a yeah. bit. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the next day usually is pretty pretty painful. So, you know, in the range, working, tea like and follow up somebody. Yeah. You just uh, have an old man grown almost going on there. <laughs> so that's probably least favourite. Uh, favourite, I don't know if there's a favourite such. Most of them are I'm all right with, but yeah, certainly yeah. The, uh, legs and boots. Yeah. Uh, no,
0: good. Um, and then if I was to ask you three things that relate to your current training. Um
1: Speed. So trying to get a little faster, as everyone, everyone does in golf these days. Um, I went to, uh, I did I was actually doing a two-year study before COVID, where the first year I wanted to measure my club head speed and then just do a, a regime of three times a week at the gym, how much speed would I increase by? And I, I kind of knew that it wouldn't increase by much, if at all, because I wasn't doing anything specific yeah. to the generate speed, just general strength work. Um, and when I re-measured the head speed after a year and whenever it was in February or something, February 2020 um, my speed was up by 0.4 of a mile an hour so absolutely nothing and so the, the reason of what I wanted to go through the process was to educate my clients that if you, a lot of them want more distance and they think it's only through speed, yeah. so how, how easy is it to generate more speed um, it would have to be Specific over a sustained period of time to actually see any any gains in that one. Um, so the second year was going to be uh, speaking to uh, the boys at First T Fitness and say, can you design a program whereby it would be specific to gaining speed, and then I would use their program plus the Super Speed Sticks yeah. and train with those every other day, and then see then uh, how much that was it was a gain in speed, and if it was. Obviously, it was lockdown happened pretty soon after, about a month after that. So, um, it, it never really got going. So, I need to actually do the, the second year. But whether I need to do the first year all, all over again, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I've, not, I've not actually picked that back up again. To be fair. No, it'd,
0: so, be, it'd be good uh, to find that out, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah it'd be fascinating. I think, I think it, would, it would educate a lot of people from, a, from a, at least a case study of one. You know, and yeah. in my case, it might be different for, for other people. but Yeah.
0: Uh, no, that's, that's good. Um, I, I'm looking forward to hearing more about that, uh, Colin. Um, so, when you're out in the golf course, do you prefer um going out alone or do you prefer playing as a group? As a group,
1: all day long. Um, group I, group. I, I, get, I get seriously bored, unless it's competitive in some way. I get pretty bored. I'd rather have a bit of chat, a bit of banter and some, some competitive edge. That's for sure. Um, yeah. I would, I, I honestly, I think if it was... Back when I was out in I was out in Thailand two winters um, practicing and playing. When I worked at Loft Lowland, it was a seasonal job, so in sort of November time, I'd go out uh, to Thailand and we'd play every alternate day, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday, sometimes a Sunday. Yeah. And the other days would be practice days. So most of the boys would go off hit balls, but I would work really hard on short game. So maybe two, three, four hours in the short game, but the end last hour of which the other guys had come from the range on the short game area and we'd, we'd have a massively competitive time which is brilliant so and that was the bit that I enjoyed by far away the most I think yeah. if um, if it's competitive I'd stay out a lot longer than if it's just involved yeah yeah purpose. You know, it's going to be super competitive for me oh well, definitely
0: uh, I totally agree um, it's good to play with a group rather than yourself on the course so tell me um, your ideal golf partner? Um, do you know someone?
1: Someone completely different. to I mean, someone who's in a in a unique field. Um, whether it's um, an elite athlete in a completely different field, and just trying to pick their brains about about as you're doing. You know the journey yeah. of people how they get to where they got to. Um, yeah, someone, someone, someone up an elite. Whether it's sports, music whatever, someone in the league. Yeah. So would you or...
0: like, so would you say, sorry Colin, would you say, so obviously you you know what you're capable of on the, the golf course, and the, yeah. there might be a couple of things that you're short on. Would you prefer to have somebody else who's maybe a wee bit stronger in that department to obviously give yourself more of a chance in the competition if you were playing together? Um. Yeah, What well, is as a, as a partner,
1: you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't really mind who was playing to be fair. I think it's always great from, from an improvement point of view. Always playing with, with better players or the best players you can access to is always going to try and help you grow. But in terms of um giving a chance to win, I actually weirdly quite enjoy having to making it difficult so it's even more difficult to win. Sounds ridiculous. Yeah. But um almost helps mentally if you go right, I've got to be absolutely on it today. There's no, there's no get out clause, there's no complacency. You've got to be totally on it and, and fighting for every single shot. That that that's more enjoyable for me weirdly than, than actually having someone who thinks he's my partner will definitely win.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um so we're the nearly at the end, Colin. Don't worry. Um I know the two could probably talk for Scotland all day. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um so what's your favourite all-time course that you've played on?
1: Um, I worked at Loch Lomond for two years and that was just incredible. Uh, I, would, I would play there every day of my life till whenever that finishes, quite yeah. happily. Um, other courses I love, Sunningdale, It was absolutely incredible, played down there. Um, Wentworth was really good, Fairwood Lakes, down south is great. Um, but pro- to be honest, probably Loch Lomond it was just absolutely breathtaking the scenery, the course, the condition. Everything about the place was just
0: incredible. So I would, they were probably there are selling day old. but they were two places, yeah. and then we'll round off. So, what's your opinion on you know young student golfers um, going out to America for the scholarship? Would you say to them, go out and try it, or stay in Scotland to improve their, their game?
1: Absolutely, I would go. Uh, it's a, a brilliant, not just smart golf perspective, my whole life perspective, you know, being away from home, having to look after themselves, becoming more, uh, more responsible for themselves, yeah. that's an incredible thing and makes them grow up pretty quickly. Um, I had to enough I, I do one of my, my courses, I had to do uh, a, a study on a player year-long plan, and the player I picked was a, a lad I'd worked with for a while who was going out to the States on a scholarship. And one of the big things for me was when he went out on a trip out there to see the college and and figure out what it was like, asked him to get as many phone numbers or or emails or social media handles as he possibly could from students who were out there. So he already had a kind of a connection and a friendship group before he went out, and that would help that transition. So I think from from a, a whole life skill perspective and the fact that some of the places out there, Offer more of a year-round um, practice facility conditions would yeah. um, be great. Some places are, are you know, usually seasonal as we are back here, so it depends where a player goes. But we can't always choose depending where they are in terms of yeah. their, their, their ability and academics. They oh. have, have a choice of only a few places, and if one of them happens to be a, a more year-round place, brilliant. And if not, we just have to take what, what's
0: yeah. offered. Aye, so that's just your, your luck, yeah. yeah. yeah
1: but no, no, I would say definitely go, definitely go. Be well, well worthwhile experience. I, I've got friends who did that themselves, loved it, and are still friends lifelong through it. So,
0: yeah, no, fantastic, Colin. And um, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Um, and, yeah, great, today. thanks for inviting me. And um, so, before we round off, have you got any questions for myself?
1: Yeah, I mean, you're, you're a pretty busy guy. Um, Obviously, with all with all your kind of and the tires. So what what, what is, what's been your kind of um, your focus really? Obviously, you've got a few things on the go at the moment. What's
0: your what's your most enjoyable one at the moment? So at the moment, um, I think um, doing my podcast has given me a new lease of life. Um, obviously, it's give, it's opened my eyes to everybody's on a different pathway. Um, whether you're hill walking, golfing, football, or just going to the gym. And then it's good to listen to different people's stories. And um, so this is starting off as a hobby, but I'm um, hopefully it's going to spring into something else um, down the line. Um, but no, it's definitely opened, gave me a wee bit more passion for fitness. Really? Um, it's just changed my view overall. Okay. Great. Right. Um, so, before we finish off, Colin, um, could you tell the viewers where we can find you online and where you're based?
1: Yeah, I'm based at Great Western Golf, uh, which is on Great Western Road uh, near the supply bank from Jaffa End. And they can get me through my email address, which is colin at greatwesterngolf.co.uk, or on uh, Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube channel, which are all Colin Fisher Golf. So, you can catch me on any of those platforms
0: No, that's perfect, Colin. Um, and thank you for your time today. Cheers.
1: Welcome. No, thanks for inviting
2: me. Great to see you. Thank you.